Uh, now the first rule is not to panic, the guy says. He gives Michael a thick suit. The weather is hot here, and the outfit seems very warm. You can't go without it, he adds. Michael puts on the outfit and feels goosebumps all over his body. Why is it so cold? The guide explains this is a unique cooling cloth. It'll save Michael from heat stroke inside the cave. The guide gives him an oxygen tank and a mask. Are we gonna dive? Michael asks. No, but your lungs may fill up with water if you don't use it. Michael's knees are shaking with fear. He doubts this whole idea. Welcome to one of the most dangerous caves on the planet, the guy says as he enters the dark space at the foot of a mountain. This place is called Crystal Cave, and it's located in Mexico. Magma had leaked here from the hot bowels of our planet 26 million years ago. It was coming and cooling down again and again. There was so much magma that it formed a mountain. Along with magma, mineral-rich water got here. It had been seeping through the rock tunnels and had formed a cave under the hill. Then, something strange appeared in these hot waters. Something that seems to be from another planet. Michael is going down the rope. He illuminates the bottomless darkness with a flashlight. The air becomes hot and heavy. Microscopic particles of water are hovering here. Along with a guide, Michael descends to 980 feet. This is more than half of the Empire State Building's height. The air temperature goes up. It feels as if they were approaching the Earth's core. Finally, the descent ends, and they jump on solid ground. The guy puts on an oxygen mask and tells Michael to do the same. He can't breathe in such moist and acidic air. The lungs can fill with water, which will lead to disastrous consequences. The air here feels to Michael as if he's walking through a very thick fog. The temperature rises up to 136 degrees Fahrenheit. It's higher than in the world's most hot deserts. Michael lights his way and notices something big, white, and shiny. It's a huge crystal beam sticking out of the ground that's reaching up. The whole cave is filled with these huge things. They stretch in different directions and rest against the ceiling and the walls. Somewhere they block the path, and somewhere they are like bridges. Michael climbs onto one of the crystals and walks on it. The guide explains that each column is made of gypsum. You know this substance as it's used to produce building material, plasterboard. Michael touches the hard surface of one of them. It seems that some ancient civilization could have built it. The guide says that everything inside this cave is natural. For the first time, this place was discovered by two miners in the year 2000. Since then, scientists have managed to find out that some crystals are 500,000 years old. You can also find one of the largest natural crystals in the world here. This beam is about 36 feet long and weighs 55 tons. This place is filled with water rich in calcium sulfate. This element is capable of forming minerals. A colorless variety of gypsum prevails here. The water and warm air help form the crystals. Humidity and temperature haven't changed for centuries, so these columns continue to grow even now. This place is fascinating. Michael wants to stay here longer to explore the cave, but unfortunately, it's dangerous. They may get lost or slip on the gypsum rocks. Plus, they're running out of oxygen, so they have to climb back up. They come out of the cave and meet the police. It turns out that it's prohibited for tourists to enter the cave. Even scientists must get special permission to go here. 
and is for a good reason, since the cave is one of the most dangerous places on Earth. Michael and the guy pay a fine and leave Mexico. The next stop is Italy. It's a good thing you've taken a good camera with you, the guide says. This is one of the most fascinating caves in the world. You need the best equipment to capture this beauty. Michael and the guide are on a small boat. They sail along the coast of the island of Capri, Italy. Luckily, there won't be any danger this time. They are approaching a small rift inside the mountain. This is the entrance to the Blue Grotto. The hole is so tiny that only one boat can pass through it. Michael and the guide get into another dimension. The cave is filled with water. The walls are shining with blue light coming from the lake's depths. Michael takes pictures of the cave and notices that the entrance they got through glows with a bright white light. It's the sun's rays illuminating the cave as they enter it. There's another hole under the water. The sunlight penetrates through it, filling the lake with a blue glow. But it's time to move on. The next cave is in New Zealand. They arrive to the North Island. There's a place deep underground with winding, intricate caves. They appeared here about 30 billion years ago. Michael and the guide approach the entrance to the dark cave. Michael turns on a flashlight. Take it away, the guy says. You won't need it inside. They come in. Michael opens his mouth in surprise. The whole cave is filled with glowing lanterns. They are all living creatures, fireflies. They're shining with a blue light. Michael feels like he's on another planet. The entrance to the cave is limited to not harm the fireflies. Scientists use automated equipment to monitor the cave. They watch the temperature and the level of carbon dioxide necessary to maintain the life of glowing beetles. If many people get here, the level of carbon dioxide will increase. The time for a visit is also limited, so they ask Michael and the guide to leave the place. Now, we're going to see something creepy, the guide says. Are you ready? And the next stop is California. The place is called Moaning Caverns. The cave seems quite ordinary from the outside, but the guide looks a little nervous and scared. They attach the rope to the belt and begin the long descent. The bottom is 165 feet deep. It's the height of a 15-story building. It seems not so big compared to the crystal cave. As Michael is going lower, it's getting cold and dark. At this point, all sounds from above disappear. They slowly sink into an ominous silence. What is it? Michael asks, startled. I think I've heard someone's voice downstairs. The guide touches his lips with his finger to keep Michael silent. A long, prolonged human moan is coming from the dark cave depths. In the first seconds, Michael freezes. Then he quickly climbs up along the rope. The guide laughs at him. They hear another moan. Michael gets out of the cave and pulls the guide's rope to get him out. The guide says this is one of the creepiest caves in the world. The air and wind circulate deep inside and create a sound similar to a moan. Tourists often go down there to tickle their nerves. Also, they found about 100 skeletons of ancient people at the bottom of the cave. And no one knows how they got there. Michael doesn't want to go back inside the cave. He asked the guide to tell him how caves form. It turns out that it all starts when the ground absorbs acid rain, consisting of water and carbon dioxide. 
the liquid penetrates through the soil and comes into contact with hard rock surfaces. When water touches limestone or dolomite, it dissolves them and helps to form an empty space. Every year, there's more and more space around. The rain continues to fall and accumulate in this open area. Then the water forms a stream or an underground river. After that, the erosion of hard rocks begins. Thousands of years later, there's enough space to fit a human here. Then this space becomes a cave. When erosion combines with stalactites and stalagmites, it forms chambers and impressive columns. By the way, here's the difference between stalactites and stalagmites. Stalactites hang from the ceiling. Stalagmites stick out of the ground. It takes about a million years to develop such underground landscapes. So, every time you walk in these places, you come into contact with the ancient past of our planet.